Monday, Monday. <laughs> Hello. Good day to you all. I went to go say good morning, but realized it's probably after midday by this point in time. So good day to everybody. I was just having a, uh, a delightful, beautiful, enriching conversation with my Victorian Valentine. And um, I'm the long distance lover Luna and they're the Victorian Valentine V. <laughs> which I feel like is a pretty cool thing. Um, shout out to all my Victorian peeps, by the way, particularly those in Melbourne and, and Metro Melbourne. Whew, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling the collective energy down there. And um, yeah, having lived there for 10 years, I'm certainly feeling big, big love for you all in the big lockdown. That's um, it's pretty intense kind of stuff. I need a haircut, don't you reckon? <laughs> it gets so long and fluffy. I might do it today. <laughs> sort it out. So I was, uh, yeah, I was having a conversation with my Victorian Valentine and uh, we, were, we were having a discussion, many, many different discussions, but sort of having a conversation around, around the self-hate spiral and what, how easy it is to get sucked into really what, <laughs> what I can only describe as sort of like a, a capitalism pull but I really want to have a conversation today around the link between between um, this capitalist society that we live in and body shame, body hate, self-hate. I know this is going to sound like a really strange, you know, kind of link. Like how on earth could something like the capitalism or patriarchal system that we live in be linked to our self-esteem and our body image? What do those two things have in common at all? Well, think about it. Every single time you go into a self-hate spiral, it's like we're putting more money in the pockets of the people at the top end of the spectrum. Hey Sandy, nice to have you here. Every single time you kind of feel fat about yourself, every single time that you go, oh my gosh, I'm not enough, I'm too hairy, I'm too much, I don't look the way that I need to look, there's someone making profit off that. <laughs> And maybe not in the moment when you think about it, but in the moment when you go to buy something, in the moment where you think I need to get on that diet, in that moment where you think I need to get that kind of treatment or I need to buy that kind of cream, in those moments where you kind of get sucked into the image of the beauty world, I want you to stop and think about it. Just stop and consider where the thought has come from and whether or not it's actually yours. Because as much as we would like to think that the media and advertising doesn't really get to us, it absolutely does. In fact, studies have shown that the more that you think that you're not susceptible, susceptible to marketing, the more susceptible you are. You know, we all have these, these advertising, we live in a world with advertising and marketing and literally these people are sitting around at tables having a discussion about what problem they are solving for you. Yeah, they're trying to solve a problem for you. And if you don't have a problem, they will make one up for you. That's the whole point. Are they evil corporations trying to make money? Well, kind of, I mean, they're trying to make money. That's the whole point. And this is where there's a link between capitalism and low self-esteem. Because when we feel really good about ourselves, when we feel good and confident and happy, we don't feel the need to necessarily go out and purchase all the things in order to fulfill our needs. Sandy's just said, uh, don't put the key to your happiness in someone else's pocket. <laughs> I love that. 
But most people do that, Sandy. Would you agree there? Most people actually do put their key to their happiness in someone else's pocket. Most people don't actually recognize that their key to the happiness is in someone else's pocket. Because we are completely told that if we follow all the rules from the marketing perspective, if we get the body of our dreams, if we stay young and fresh and don't have the wrinkles, if we remove the certain body hair that we need to remove, if we have the sexual kind of appetite that we need without being too much like a, you know, a slut, so to speak, but, you know, not be too prudish as well, if we have the certain amount of money, if we make enough friends, if we tick all these boxes, if we tick all these boxes, then we will find the happiness. Yet very often, very, very often, it's only because of the media that we think that we need to have that to find happiness. As Sandy says here, the key to your own happiness is in your pocket. You don't actually need to look a certain way to be happy. You don't actually need to have a certain amount of money to be happy. You don't actually need to have anything external in order to be happy. And it doesn't mean you need to renege and, and get rid of everything and live a life of complete uh, desolation in order to be happy. The thing is, is that we need to actually start questioning ourselves. When we don't feel good about ourselves, ask yourself where that thought is coming from and whether or not it's actually yours. Because is it? Or have you been bombarded by, really, a capitalistic world that wants you to buy in, quite literally, to the idea that who you are is not enough. Because if we all believe that we're enough, we wouldn't be buying the things that we buy. Very often we want to fill a hole within ourselves, we want to fill a gap within ourselves, and we are told that if we can just get the things outside of us, we will be happy. And yeah, Joni, nice to have you here. You don't find the happiness, the happiness finds you. Well, and I like that, and I want to even go a little bit deeper with that, uh, Joni, that, that happiness isn't even just found or it finds you. It's sort of just happiness is one of those things that if we um, stay still for long enough and stop trying to, to avoid <laughs> our life, then we remember happiness. Happiness is almost like a state of being that's within us already, and we can remember our happiness in that moment. So I like that with happiness finds you, it's kind of like it's already there waiting for us, but we are so distracted. Like imagine just for a moment that we stopped being so distracted with trying to get the perfect body, the perfect house, the perfect relationship. If we stopped trying to, you know, be so worried about our fat rolls and our wrinkles and whether or not we have um, muffin top and overhang and trying to get the right clothes and the right partner. If we stopped trying to do all of those, those things, how much more time would you have to think for yourself? How much more time would you have to live from your heart and your soul and speak your truth? Heaps more, right? But see, the thing is, is that that stops us from buying. That stops us from buying into the idea that we have to be something else. So I just really want you to stop and think about it. Next time that you are feeling low in your self-esteem, Next time you are scrolling on Instagram or Facebook, next time you are having a conversation with your friends about not feeling good enough, next time you do that, think about yourself, why do I feel this way? Is it genuinely coming from me about the fact that I'm not worthy or have I been told from outside sources that I will be worthy if I just get that body, if I just get that partner, if I can just have the right amount of money, if I can just tick all the boxes in life, then I will feel happiness. Just question it. 
It doesn't mean that you don't want to change anything about your life when you're not buying into the capitalistic idea of what happiness is. It doesn't necessarily mean that, but what it does mean is that I want you to question it. Question why you're thinking that way. Question why and where those thoughts are coming from because it's pretty likely that it's coming from an outside space into you to help you buy into the idea that you're not enough when the truth is dangerous, to be honest. Thank you, Sandy. The truth is dangerous to our capitalistic society because the truth is that you're worthy. The truth is that you're valuable no matter what. It doesn't matter what you look like. In fact, you age, if you age long enough, if you get old, then you're going to lose all the physical stuff anyway. The truth is here inside of you, in your heart and in your soul and in your free thinking. So I implore you to open up your mind to take control back of your own thinking rather than be bombarded about the external circumstances that tells you that you're less than, it's simply not true. You are infinitely valuable. There's nothing that you have to do or say in order to make that true. It just is. If you can stay still long enough, question what's happening, think for yourself, then you're more likely to feel more valuable and less like shit about yourselves. And that is, oh, that is my wish for you and my Monday musings. And a huge shout out to my Victorian Valentine V for inspiring this conversation. And I'd love to hear more. What are your thoughts on this? What do you think? Have you been perpetually kind of given information that tells you that you're not good enough? Is that true within your heart and your soul? Is it possible for a child to be unworthy? And if you think that a child can't be unworthy, then when did you grow out of it? Because you were once a child. And the secret is you did not grow out of it. You are infinitely worthy. It's just that there's a whole world that makes a lot of money from you feeling like shit about yourself. So rebel, babies, rebel! <laughs> In a world that profits from self-hate, self-love is an act of rebellion. And I wish this for you on my Monday morning musings. Be well, shout out to my Victorian people and um, yeah, stay in love, stay in heart. Choose love, choose love, choose love. Love you, beauties.